Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. back everyone you're listening to the discus larry collective podcast i'm your host warren i'm here with glenn and daryl today we're just going to do like a, a raw review mainly just kind of like a recap we're not going to go into like too in depth on it just because we are just chatting there it's it's a three-hour show so you've you've watched that or else you've heard most of the things about it so you don't want to listen to an hour and a half talking as well so what i'll do is i'll rattle off the matches and the segments and then we'll just go through kind of the big ones um throughout the night so first off shane mcmahon returned um usual standard kind of panic like oh geez we didn't hit the ratings there last week we'll get a mcmahon on the telly so shane came back and he was in the ring with adam pierce just announcing that um drew McIntyre will defend his wb championship against jeff hardy seamus randy orton miz uh someone else Rand- oh, wait, randy orton seamus aj styles yeah so um he's going to defend against all them in elimination chamber at the pay-per-view now at the 24th. Um, that was all that segment was, to be honest. Then after that, then AJ came out, had a little dig at Adam Pearce, and then that led into the fourth match of the night, AJ Styles against Jeff Hardy. Um, following that match, we had T-Bar and Slapjack from Retribution against The New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Then also on the card, we had Charlotte versus Lacey Evans, winner fights Asuka at Elimination Chamber. Following that was an Edge promo, which was pretty good. We'll go into that in a few minutes. Um, then after that match, we had Angel Garza against Damian Priest with The Miz and Morrison at ringside for Garza and Bad Bunny ringside for Damian Priest again. After that, then we had a Bianca Belair segment backstage chatting about maybe she'll fight Asuka or maybe she still might fight uh, Sasha Banks. After that, then we had Keith Lee against Riddle uh, match of the night pretty much kind of stood out. So we'll go into that one as well. Uh, following that, we had Lana against Nia Jackson, a tables match, which was a bit bizarre, but whatever. And then an impromptu match, Naomi against Shayna Baszler. And then the main event was Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. So just to kind of get into things, as we said, Shane McMahon returned and announced an Elimination Chamber match. We kind of had a, we were chatting about that there a few, I think it was last week you we were saying about, oh, I wonder who Edge will challenge because he won the Royal Rumble and the, I, I'm not sure it could have been me or it could have been one of you I'm not too sure I remember someone bringing up Elimination Chamber and a title might have to be defended in Elimination Chamber if they're going to do it as a joint pay-per-view so yeah I, good way to start the show I suppose but the one thing that wrecks my head is that they're all former champions and that there's no yeah. new star in that which kind of annoys me yeah. Because that's one thing that stands out usually with an Elimination Chamber match. You're like, oh, maybe this fella will win it. Like, Callisto's been in Elimination Chamber matches, do you know what I mean? Stuff like yeah. that, and it's, it's exciting. So, it's a bit, bit flat for me. Don't get me wrong. Jeff and, an, Jeff and AJ, say, in an Elimination Chamber match. Sounds pretty cool. But, uh, like their actual singles match, if it had been 10 years earlier, I'd be excited for it. But, 
them five in the elimination chamber doesn't really do much for me anyway. I don't know about you lads. Yeah, like nah. this this would have been a match from twenty eleven. Like Yeah. And it could have easily been a, a good one. I feel like although we haven't seen this exact matchup before, I feel like it's ah, there's not really that it's like, oh Jesus, like there's no NXT call ups, there's no non champions, like previous champions. Like it literally is twenty eleven, lads. The fucking yeah. you, 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 you're, you've, you've taken us, you've heart, and you've the fucking maze with the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, he should be in it to begin with. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, yeah. No. Then again, if you look back historically, they've always done that with money in the bank uh, holders, like uh, Ron and Cena and fucking Ting. There's uh, not, um, I think, was it Royal Rumble maybe or one of them? There, they yeah, had cool. Ron's cash to the mania. Like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, just picking up on the AJ and Jeff match as well. Like Jeff getting, it looked like he was injured. Yeah. I don't know if they'll play on that and maybe he'll have to be taken out of the match or something like that. That's what I was gathering out of that match. Maybe actually, And maybe yeah. somebody else will step in. Maybe, maybe the Fiends, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he'll make a return into the Elimination Chamber or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just all old, old school. That'd yeah. be the only thing that could, would intrigue me about it. The possibility of that happening, but yeah, yeah, I'm not really pushed on it happening. Maybe AJ can do a couple of nice little spots, but yeah, that's kind of all you're hoping for. Can't see yeah. Jeff doing that too well. No, he is, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's a good shout though about Edge being injured because AJ kind of worked his leg a lot in that match. Um, which actually, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of segue into that. So the first match was AJ Studs against Jeff Hardy, and yeah, AJ just laid into Jeff's leg for the whole match. Jeff did like a, a whisper in the wind, I think, landed on his feet or something like that. He jumped over him anyway, landed on his feet. And they were like, oh, he tweaked his knee. Da, 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 da. And then they just played on that. That's how yeah. AJ ended up getting the, the win with the Cav Crusher. Um, pretty solid match, but there wasn't anything to write home about. Um, just kind of getting the two lads on the telly, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, mainly because the Elimination Chamber was just announced. So why not have them go against each other? That's that's one thing now you're going to have to see basically on Raw for the next week or two now leading up to it is you're going to see all these lads fight each other, whether it'll be a six-man tag or whether it'll be 1v1s certainly because we had Orton and Ting as well in this one um, Orton and yeah. McIntyre so yeah so up in a match anyway fairly solid um, not much really to say on it to be honest it was yeah standard kind of injury work on the injury get the win um, Jeff yeah. didn't do Jeff didn't do all, like an awful lot so just yeah AJ looked alright and then yeah getting them on the telly now. Uh, after that match then we had T-Baron Slapjack from Retribution against the New Day once again, kind of continuing that field. I actually liked this match a lot, to be honest with you. Um, it was a quicker pace than AJ and Jeff. And although I don't like the way Retribution are being booked, I do like them all as wrestlers. They're all pretty good as wrestlers in the ring. So Ali was on commentary, spouting his usual kind of spiel anyway. Uh, he's pretty good on the mic, to be honest. So he had that. And then, what do you call them? Uh, it's mad, actually, when I seen T-Bar or whatever, like uh, Dijakovic, when you're watching him wrestle, even as Tibar, it's frustrating because he's so good as Dijakovic. Like, do you know what I mean? And he had that series of matches in the next day with Keith Lee. And it's just frustrating yeah. to see that. But uh, It's it's very tough to watch when you're mm-hmm. talking about someone with the talent that that lad has. And he has only developed more compared to Danny's on. So if he's past his prime run, yeah. Yeah. He'd be using them better. Yeah. Any thoughts on that match, Daryl? Uh, yeah, I no interest. If they're on the telly now at this stage, they're just... I, I genuinely have no interest in it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a waste. <laughs> Sorry for being a negative Nancy. Was no, just, no. Uh, so they lost again last just, night, is it? 
Yeah. That's what I mean. It's just like all this shit that was like booked when they were like, oh, who is it? Who is it? They were tearing everybody up. You didn't know they were wrecking the place constantly. Yeah. And now, oh yeah, let's put them in tight clean matches and just get that absolute head thumped off every week. They're just the yeah. Nexus 2.0. Like, yeah, pretty much. It's it's just a shame that it's all back and forth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no, oh Jesus, they won there last week. There's none of that really. And if no. there is a win, they go on a two or three loss win, losing streak then after. So yeah. it's really weird. And obviously they're setting up now for Kofi and uh, Mustafa Ali, which is, that's going to be a deadly match. Do you know what I mean? Regardless of what's yeah. around us, M2 are going to go in the ring and they're going to go hard. So that's that's going to be good to see. But um, it's just a shame that the actual, the unit of retribution is being used to kind of forward that in a way that doesn't really make sense. The new day have beaten them all now. Why did he even? Why does Kofi need to fight Ali now? He actually really doesn't, yeah. to be honest with you. He doesn't. He's a former world champion. Like, yeah. Funny thing, he should be overlooking Ali. Yeah. He should be in the fucking. He should be in the elimination chamber for fuck's sake. Take the news out. Yeah. Why not? But um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty good match though overall. Like decent match. Um. After that, then we had Charlotte against Lacey Evans. I literally have two lines written for this match. Um. So I have Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. Winner fights Asuka at elimination chamber for the Raw Women's Championship. And then the, the line after this, I have pretty bad match, no chemistry on the mic or in the ring. That's yeah. awkward. That's what I wrote. So yeah. I do not like this at all. I don't like the storyline. I don't like Lacey Evans and Charlotte in the ring together. And this is going to sound bad. This is going to sound like, oh, he's trying to be controversial. I'm not. I don't like Charlotte in the ring. I really don't. I think she's not a fraud, but I think she's being found out now when she goes against people who can't carry a match. So... Um, I've yeah. said it before about certain moves that she does kind of stood out to me and that's where I kind of you can kind of pick apart her moonsault looks amazing but by the time she lands she's after doing a full backflip and she's standing on her feet and then she's going through a, a sea of bodies with her feet down one you can hurt someone or two it looks bad do you know what I mean the initial photo when she first dives off the, the ropes into the thing looks great into the moonsault then after that flat um, I've noticed that now a, a lot if you go back and watch nearly any match there's at least two or three points in each match where she does not sell the thing. Yeah. So whether it be punch her and she'll be walking towards them and it's almost like the cogs are trying to turn right, this is the next spot and she's walking and she walks through a punch or a kick and it just stands yeah. out and you're like, oh, and it takes you out of it a bit. Um, and then Lacey Evans is pretty bad. She hasn't developed. She didn't really, I know she was in NXT for a bit. She wasn't the main mainstay in NXT. She wasn't a big time player in NXT. Um, she was brought up and I understand like she has that whatever she was in the Navy so she has the whole like oh USA background that's well and good but if you're on my telly every week and that was one of the longest <laughs> matches of the night as well yeah. <laughs> that was literally one of the longest matches of the night and there was a stage where it got to it where Lacey's in the corner and Charlotte's standing across the other side of the ring and she's like oh, come on come on and you can tell Lacey's supposed to run at her Lacey stands there in the corner l- looking like directly at her. Doesn't do anything, just stands there. And then you can see it almost embarrassed Ric Flair as well on the outside who this is, it's ridiculous to see him in this as well. So he's standing there all red and all because <laughs> I don't know what story is. <laughs> he's him. a cherry tomato over here. Yeah, literally sweating. And you can see he looks tap out and he's like, nothing's happening here. There was literally, a, like it was about, I'd say 15 seconds where nothing happened. They're all standing looking yeah. at each other. So then Charlotte runs over but then Charlotte doesn't do that. She runs over and stands in front of her, crouches down, and does that hit me, and asks asks Lacey Evans to hit her. So Lacey Evans then slaps Charlotte, and then Charlotte reverts all the way back across the other side of the ring to restart that spot. She literally goes, "Oh!" holds her face and storms back over. 
it just oh. doesn't make any sense. Then Lacey runs yeah. over to her, and then they do the initial spot, which is the big boot in the corner. So it just looked awkward, janky. As yeah. I said, no chemistry on the mic. Lacey is shy on the mic. Charlotte is a lot better on the mic. Do you know what I mean? And that's thing, like Charlotte is a decent wrestler, but she does need that kind of perfect foil, as they say. Like Charlotte against uh, Becky isn't great for me, but Charlotte against Sasha Banks, amazing. Charlotte against Bailey, pretty good. Do you know what I mean? The, the yeah. certain people that you work well with. It's um, like, Charlotte and Asuka, like Asuka, yeah. fucking, Asuka can carry the whole division, you know? Uh, reinforcing your sentiment, I was less focused on the janky wrestling because I kind of almost expect it. And again, I'm not trying to sound bad, like they just they don't work well together. This yeah. was a trying to get our story that just Rick fucking agreed to. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, poor choice from him. I'm more pissed off about the poor continuity. Like Rick, Charlotte, and even Lacey do the really same shit that just simply isn't true like you know how Rick's like you know oh yeah always you know always coming for help or like that type of stuff for you know and then he's saying we're a team and I'm actually trying to help Lacey and then Charlotte saying how she's never like gotten help or wanted help like kind of like Charlotte and Becky's feud where Rick literally fucking helped Charlotte in the belt and I'm like can someone get these off me telly like this is like I had to lock my phone at one point because I realized that if I was so beside Ryan and goes if, if someone who's a non-wrestling fan were to tune in for the very first time and listen to this, they'd actually go, Coronation Street's just a little bit more realistic. And Yeah, literally. Like, they're, they're just they're trying to shoehorn in shit that they just don't need. Like, you could you could take fucking, um, what are they called off EastEnders? Uh, Warren hit me with it, the fucking, <laughs> the Mitchells. You could take the Mitchells and put them in a WWE <laughs> and they'd be more believable as, as stars and as fucking, and as actors. Like, it's just... What are you doing? Yeah. Go away. Like, and the fact that they added that stipulation for risk, like, oh yeah, number one contender to ask it. Like, ask it. And, and, and WWE performance and fucking and writers, please, for the love of all that's holy, let ask it absolutely Goldberg these fucking idiots out of the <laughs> picture. And let her fight Baszler at Mania or something. Just come up with something better. Like, yeah. holy shit, this is really frustrating to watch. Yeah, I agree. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. At the start of that, when Flair came out, when he was in the ring and he was starting that promo, yeah. he his face is like a fucking balloon. Yeah, it was. Yeah. If if not, if, if he's not going to watch it, no one's going to watch that match. Just go back to that clip and just look at him. Just when he starts that promo, and he's like an absolute balloon. He actually doesn't look well at no, all. Okay, it's a drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he does. He's actually pumped on steroids, yeah, or something. Yeah, he looks he looks sick. He doesn't look right. Um, whether it's fucking blood pressure or cholesterol or something, he's he's yeah ballooned out a bit. His his face is beat red as well. Um, and that's the thing. Like the likes of Ric Flair, I, I, Charlotte has the same last name. They've built that for years anyway. You don't need to have him out there every week. You really don't. No. Uh, let the man relax. Do you know what I mean? And then another thing, when you were saying about continuity and stuff like that, Glenn, the one thing that wrecks my head is that when she's like, "I don't need you." Oh, but I always wanted help. Da, 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 back and forth. Yeah, yeah, putting your foot in your mouth constantly. And then she's like, Oh, yeah, I don't need you. But then I'm thinking to myself, You're wearing his robe. You're literally coming out to do Ric Flair 2.0. Change, you. Your, change your fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know. We'll move on now because we've spent a lot of time on that now, just slating that one. But yeah. um yeah. it was pretty bad. So um after this, then Edge had a promo in the ring. <laughs> and literally, so good. Yeah, yeah, chef's kiss over there, boy, Daryl. It's uh, it's amazing. Literally, Edge is on another level right now. 
Um, I'll let you take the lead on that one then, Daryl, if you want to chat about that promo. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll let you. I'll let you. You're on your own, I'll just sit back and enjoy this. Right on, right on. So, um, (laughs) Edge comes out chatting about making his decision at um, WrestleMania, who he's going to fight for for which title. And Miz comes out and interrupts him. Miz keeps saying, as he's been saying the past few weeks, I'm the money in the bank briefcase holder. Um, I'll be cashing in. You should be worried about me. And then Edge just just horns and it just shows how good he is. Like as a complete performer, but my God, the promo. He turns around and he's just like, I'm I'm keeping three different champions guessing for the past few weeks since I've won the Royal Rumble. And you're literally telling me what you're gonna do. You're telling me you're gonna cash in if I win that championship or whoever wins. So you're telling me what you're gonna do. And then he turns around and he goes, he literally just goes off and you can see like it's just pure passion. He just turns around and he's like we operate on completely different levels. I'm operating on a completely different level to you. And then he goes, you're out here playing old mate and I'm playing high stakes poker, which is an amazing line. <laughs> and, then oh, yeah. he, and then he goes, uh, he goes, you're content with being awesome. Not me. I've done it 20 years ago. And I was like, oh my God, this chap, he's so good. Yeah. So he just, yeah, makes a fool out of Miz anyway. What a promo. Yeah. And then says, uh, he wants to be the WWE champ, Miz does, but he needs to be the WWE champ, Edge does. So, yeah. Just a great promo. Um, obviously, like Miz took it well as well. You know I mean, it, it made Edge stand out as well because obviously Edge stands out regardless. But I mean, lately he's he has been on another level. Every one of his matches, I said it on the last one, I think, have been like about half an hour or longer. He's been having these absolute wars. Won the Royal Rumble from number one, and then he looks in the best shape of his life. So yeah. I'm genuinely, if it's if not for like if it wasn't for Edge, I probably wouldn't really tune into Raw right now. Just because oh. it's, you can kind of just watch the highlights of it really and get what you need. But um, yeah, great promo, great segment. Um, yeah. Well, can you remember any promo that he did before, like you know, back when he was wrestling? Can you remember one that actually kind of stood out to you, other than the one with Lee in the bed? Oh, who Edge? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah not not yeah. really. Like yeah, like I can remember like one or two little small bits when he was kind of feuding with Taker and stuff or La Familia, but nothing like as good as that. Yeah, that's what that's I mean. That's something that's going to stand out. And that's like him, like, past his prime, you might as well say. Like, and yeah, like, that's probably the best promo he's done. Yeah. In his whole career. It's yeah. fucking unbelievable. Different level, as he said himself. Yeah. Yeah. Class. Amazing. Uh, it's something to look forward to. I think, you know, whatever we get out of Edge in 2021 is going to be better than what we get out of most of the other lads on the, on the roster for that. So. Props Adam. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, and that's the thing. I wouldn't even care if he turned around. If Lacey Evans beats Asuka and Edge around, he was like, I'm going to fight Lacey Evans for that title, that women's title. <laughs> I'd watch it because Edge is that close. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And yeah, he'd make me watch a Lacey Evans match now. Do you know what I mean? At this stage. So fair balls to him. Um, so with Miz out here, then anyway, we got Angel Garza against Damian Priest. Not a bad match, but not really. Again, nothing to really write home about. It was felt about three minutes long. All it was was constant distractions. So there wasn't actually yeah. much going on in the ring. If you think about it, you had like uh, Miz and Morrison every now and then jumping up on the apron and Damien Priest getting distracted. And then Garza hit him with a few moves and then Priest would just knock him down essentially because obviously he dwarfs the chap, uh, beat on him a bit. And then same kind of thing, Miz will jump up. Oh, over here. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, it wasn't a bad match in ring, but yeah, it was just it was just kind of bogged down with a lot of distractions to kind of get a lot of face time on the likes of Bad Bunny. He eventually then grabbed the briefcase, threw it in the ring, um, which involved uh, oh, which I think John Morrison ran in to get 
I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just just silly. But again, obviously, they're putting a lot of stock into Bad Bunny. I don't really mind it, I suppose. But I, I would rather it was someone else, not Damien Priest, because I do want to see him just go off on a tangent. But I suppose you, you can't... You can't pick what you want, I suppose. But uh... I think I think with the current state, or at least today's show is a good example of um, how a lot of nothing and too much of too much of it, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. Like no, what well, other than the Jeff Hardy match and the Keith Lee match, no real clean finishes that were left uninterrupted. There's yep. lots of squeeze squeeze all these people onto the one TV screen, but don't really do anything with them. Like you could have easily had some matches be shorter with less rest holds and just fucking have the performers go out there and do the story. And yeah. when you compare, like I said, I was saying to you earlier, lads, when you compare this week to last week's Raw SmackDown NXT, it's a, it's a much weaker show, much messier. Every every other match was a roll-up or a distraction or a disqualification. Or yeah, literally was this week, it's, it's yeah. It's awesome to watch. Like, it's really tiring. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, like the, the more I watch it, and I know obviously it's the it's the road to WrestleMania. It is exciting in a way, but also sometimes I think to myself, Jesus, like should we be doing these raw reviews? Because all we're doing is slating it. Like, but um, it's it's true though. It's literally so hard to watch. But um, like don't get me wrong. Obviously, last night was pretty decent. But again, as you said, it's just a, a, mis- a mismatch, and then you have ridiculous kind of either stipulations or finishes that aren't great. Um, so we'll steamroll on. The next segment was Bianca Belair backstage teasing who she'll go against again she put over um Asuka a bit and then Asuka came out and she was like I don't think I'm ready for me um I'd like to see this match to be honest but I don't know if it'll happen but yeah no it was, it was all right it's just kind of to get Bianca Belair on the telly like the way they did with Edge obviously she didn't get the kind of screen time Edge got or that big long yeah. promo or anything because she got that on I think Smackdown anyway so um it wasn't too bad I'd rather see her go out to the ring though yeah like, when you're backstage getting, it's almost yeah. like yeah, you're shunned a bit. Your, se- your second class a bit, like, you know, yeah. it's not as if she was cutting a promo the way, like, Rock or Jericho or, or someone would have cut promos years ago. It's very much like, all right, well, here, here's here's the only bit of real estate we can give you, like. Yeah. Um, definitely would, like, be at Bel Air versus asking more, but I think with the way that they're building up the Charlotte Lacey fucking Asuka thing, we're probably going to get, um like, the default match being Bel Air versus uh, Banks. So, yeah. be happy enough with that too, though. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, moving on from that then, then we had Keatley against Matt Riddle for the, um I think it was like, I'm not even sure if there was a stipulation if you got a number one contendership. I can't really remember. I don't think there was. No. But, um, I don't think so, no. No, yeah, it was a savage match though anyway, yeah, because they had a little run in backstage, um, the two of the lads, and yeah, Riddle was just, he was talking about that Airboard film, I think it was. The dog, I think, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny for them. Um, then Keith Lee was just like, oh, I don't think you should be worrying about uh, Bobby Lashley in the US title. You should be worrying about me and this, that, and the other. Went out, had a pretty good match. Uh, yeah, definitely, awesome. definitely matching a night, yeah. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, it was Keith Lee kind of being the big man, obviously. And just kind of, yeah, uh, what you call him, ragdolling Matt Riddle for a bit. And then, yeah, eventually then kind of, it was like, yeah, mainly, I, I liked it though, actually, because it showed Keith Lee in that favourable light as well because he hasn't been on the telly in quite some time so it was nice to yeah. see and then yeah Riddle kind of got the the comeback a bit then like with the sentons the floating bro stuff like that and then Keith Lee with an absolute nearly spirit bombed him through the ring a whopper a whopper yeah. finish yeah. but um, yeah no really good match and then MVP on commentary as well he put both the lads over as well um, he was like obviously he was he, 
the usual slaggings that you'd give to Matt Riddle. Like, oh, I don't think he has the brains, but he definitely got the, <laughs> the ability. Like, but um, yeah, yeah, Matt, uh, MVP on the MVP on the commentary that was great. He's just a deadly talker. Like he always has been, even back in like 06 or something when he rocked in. He was he was deadly on the mic. So that's good. And then obviously he just he constantly bigs up Bobby Lashley as well. And that's what you want from a manager as well, or someone on your team. You don't want someone like, oh yeah, this Sunday Bobby Lashley's gonna beat you. You want someone like this man's the almighty. This this fella cannot be stopped. And then approve that point then. Because after he bigs him up, Bobby Lashley rocks out then after the match. And then uh Bobby Lashley comes out, destroys Boatman makes himself look real strong and that he's not going to be beaten. And that sets up the triple threat between them three guys for um, Elimination Chamber. So that match should be good anyway. Something to look forward to with Elimination Chamber. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah. I would say... Triple I, I, I really hope that if they're going to keep pushing Lashley the way they are now, that they don't let him lose momentum the way they always have. Yeah. Get him on the title picture after many. Yeah. yeah. There's some rumblings yeah. Yeah, like the, with the three of them there, like they looked like even though Lee won that match, Riddle looked really, really strong. And, like oh, no did, one yeah. seems like weak in that match at all. And then you have Bobby, who was just an absolute animal now. Yeah, over the last couple of weeks. So yeah, if, if this is a, is it going to be a triple threat? Be yeah, it's right? triple threat. Yeah, for uh, the title. So, I mean, you can see Bobby winning that, but I don't know. Like it's it, it's really hard to call. It's going to yeah. be. I'd say, I'm going to call it now. That's probably going to be the match tonight. Oh, yeah. I'd agree with that. No 100%. Yeah. No yeah. Um, I think Keith Lee might pick up the win. I don't know why. Just have a weird gut feeling. Um, I just think that... I reckon it's Riddle, man. If, oh, if, yeah. if I had to pick, I reckon Riddle might get it. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I don't know. It makes sense if Riddle, if Riddle pin Lee, wouldn't it? Like, on yeah. this match, if they kept that going and then them two can feud over the belt. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd make a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, that would be what we're actually... It's a bit bad when the NXT lads are actually having like the, the match of the night. Yeah. Proves a point, though, as well, yeah. that like you're, all the stock you're putting in your old stars, it's not paying off you. Do you know what I mean? Well, they, they might show up at a pay-per-view or they might bring in, like, um, what you call it, pay-per-view tickets or pay-per-view boys or something on the night, but your weekly show is suffering because you have these established stars already that aren't doing fuck up. And yeah. don't get me wrong, it's not necessarily the star's fault. It's where they're placed on the card. It's, they think about it this way, like the main event is true against Orton again. We've seen that like for the past two, three months. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's very WCW of them. It is, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it was, a, it was a decent match because the two lads are good in the ring. But it's only going to suffer when you see it more. It's oversaturation at the end of the day. And yeah. like I know they had an ambulance match before and stuff like that. But again, like if you expect people to get excited for a one-on-one, just a singles match between Drew and Orton, Closing out an episode of Raw that's already we've already watched it for two two hours and forty five minutes. Nobody's excited for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. At that point, they could have had all the elimination chamber contestants just run down and, and exactly, yeah, a major distraction. That's yeah. a better version of like drip feeding in this shit. Like, why is every match ending with distraction finishes and just yeah. hokey uh, bullshit? You're not gonna just have a war. Like, just have a war. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, then following the match of the night, essentially, Keith Lee and. Matt Riddle after that then you had Lana against Nia Jax in just a randomly announced table match yeah so when I seen that the first thing I thought of right I just seen Lana versus Nia Jax table match in my head I just went back to Smackdown versus Raw 2007 when you're doing your GM modes and you're trying to win over fans and you're booking gimmick match here and oh, this that and the other throwing just random cunts in a match like um, yeah. I know obviously they have history so that makes sense but 
or whatever. I'm not even going to try to get into the mind of whoever I put that together. But um, the it Dolphins, was, man, it was the Dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. Overall, though, it was just Nia Jax being a bully, essentially just throwing uh, Lana around the ring, and then the finish was just bizarre. Like, don't get me wrong, um, <laughs> the leg drop, the leg drop spot where uh, Nia Jax screams, "Ah, my hole!" Hilarious. And it's probably the, <laughs> the most entertaining the match. <laughs> yeah, literally best thing in the match, and it's the most entertaining thing Nia Jax has probably ever done. So that'll that'll stand the test of time alone. And oh, don't yeah. mark my words now, boys. Right, I'm not even messing. So it's the 9th of February now. Boy, boy, this time next week there'll be a t-shirt. There'll be a t-shirt about that on WWE shop. I can guarantee you. Yeah, yeah. My whole 316 or something like that. It'll be something bizarre, but they'll have it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw me two cents into the pot there. I'm betting money that boy the next greatest Royal Rumble or next Saudi Arabia show we get the tag team of Titus on the Illinois Jacks. Just generating memes. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, big meme team. Uh, but um, yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> millions so, yeah. of holes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so what happened was then uh, the finish though was just she missed the leg drop, screamed about her arse being sore, and then. Lana, who weighs literally, I'd say, at least a minimum 100 pounds less than this woman, somehow managed to push her through a table. <laughs> literally pushed her through a table. So whatever. Well, I suppose gravity gets involved because you're going to fall, but whatever. Damn, pal. She was taking them Rusev supplements. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Machka. But um, so <laughs> <laughs> that happened anyway. So Lana wins. So just, just to put this into perspective for you, Lana, who has not been seen on the television, since being put through a table weekly for nine weeks, comes back and beats your tag, your women's tag team champion <laughs> clean <laughs> in a tables match. So that happened. And then after that, then Shayna Baszler and Naomi got involved with each other because Baszler attacked Lana. Naomi hopped in, they got an impromptu match. All it was was just Baszler baiting the show out of Naomi pretty much. And then she got distracted by Lana. I don't know how many times I've said the word distracted now. That's how bad this episode of Raw was for distractions and bits and pieces like that. Um, as Glenn said, like hokey finishes. So then she gets distracted, turns around, and uh, Naomi gets her in like a leg trap kind of pin. Yeah, gets the win. So yeah, tag team champions that just won the belts, just lost. Both of them lost. Yeah. So there you go. Two of the night. Yeah, shite of the night. Yeah. Wrestling <laughs> entertainment. Steamiest shite of the night award goes to this. I <laughs> know, <laughs> um, oh, hold on. Charlotte and fucking oh, yeah, no, take an yeah. absolute heaping dump. Yeah, I suppose. But um yeah, just when you when you write it down and you say it out loud like that, yeah, tag team champs that have been the team for quite some time now as well. They've been a team for a while, uh Baszler and Jax. They've gotten beaten by four months. Yeah, they've gotten beaten by the weakest woman on the women's roster and a return return of Naomi. So Lana and Naomi are only in a tag team a week. So whatever. Um so that happened. Um pretty bad overall that whole segment bar the, the my whole meme coming out of it but yeah yeah not good not good at all um so yeah we're going to the main event which was actually pretty good main event. yeah literally uh, the main event was actually it was actually all right um as i said you're not going to get excited for a drew and orton singles match on an episode of raw where oh. you've watched it for so long you've seen that feud now for a few months and you've seen them do all sorts of different stipulations you're not honestly going to get excited for a singles match, but it was actually decent in terms of like what they did in the ring. They got off the bat, mm. they both went for a finisher, and then the commentary then were like, "Oh, they know each other so well. They know each other so well," which they do. Um, but I love when the commentators do when the commentators do that. They're always like, "Oh my god, they have each other scouted." I was like, "Well, they've fought each other 
for three fucking months. If he doesn't know where you are, this man's finisher. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but um, nothing can be out of nowhere now. Like. Yeah, literally, like you know, he's gonna do it. But um, yeah, decent match. There was some cool outside stuff as well. Like um, like Drew got bounced, pillar the post essentially, got fucked. Well, not true, but got fucked onto the announce table with a backdrop, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, Seamus rocking out again, another being kind Irish. of being Irish and doing the whole distraction gimmick and all, just being like, oh, slagging through McIntyre, whatever. Um, the end, the end of the match then was just it just fell flat because you got Seamus got involved, accidentally bro kicked Orton, which gave Orton the win, and then uh, Drew Orton McIntyre. pushed Orton. Drew out of the way. Or yeah, yeah, true actually. Did, is that was that a, a spot where Drew missed? To step out of the way and Orton stood in, or did Orton I, I do think that it as was. a veteran move that, like, I want the win, I want to pick up the win? That's a good way to look at that, actually. Yeah, be, uh... yeah, that's a really good way to look at that. I'd like to say it was Orton being, yeah, over the Wiley veterans, so like, oh, yeah, get him out of the way, I'll get the win. Do you know what I mean? That that makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense. Um, but that being said, though, like, sometimes obviously, when you when you get that call, I suppose, and you're like, you have three minutes left, boys, bring it home, I'd say you're kind of just going to a bit of a panic mode, so maybe Seamus just jumped the gun. And just tried to fucking broke it, drill in the back of the head. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, no, a uh, bit of a weird finish. Bro kick. Um, Randy Orton needs a bro kick. Wins the match boys qualification, and then uh, Raw goes off the air. Then after Drew hits the claim order on Sheamus, so shameful. Pretty standard Raw. Yeah, fairly mm-hmm. standard Raw. Yeah, that fucking match is just like yeah, it's that typical ham sandwich that you get for your lunch all the time. Like <laughs> it was a shit man. Yo, I want something spicy. I want something different. Yeah. I want that McDonald's from your lunch. Yeah. Give me something different. Give me something nice. Even throw <laughs> a bit of mayonnaise on it. It's Tell just you, the, the shameless bit is like when she changes the bread or forgets the butter, and you know, you're just like, ah, come on, like that's that's the bit of mayonnaise worst. coming into the match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Except <laughs> to me, yeah, they're your, they're your big stars. They're your, your champ or whatever. Fine, I understand that. Yeah, but you know. You're not going to end it. It's going to end with Shams kicking him. Give the lads, like, put a bit of light on the, the US title. Yeah. Leave them, end the show. You know that's going to be a killer match. Yeah. And yeah. then Bobby Lashley, to build him even more, he kicks, lumps out of him, and then walks off, end the, end the show. Yeah. So yeah. you're going into the Elimination Chamber with a big light in the championship, the world championship, as always. But now you have that extra light on the US title. Yeah, it's good yeah. to it's like what thing they've done it before, you know. Yeah, it's like SmackDown closed their show technically with um the triple threat with Apollo, Sami Zayn, and Big E. Do you know what I mean? And that was yeah. Whopper. And yeah. then what they did is then they had the the Edge and Orton kind of uh, Edge and um, Roman Reigns a little bit then to close it. But yeah, the, you want your last match to be your best essentially. So you don't yeah. want to have this thing that we've seen a million and one times. So yeah, like overall Raw, like I just have here overall pretty entertaining show for the most part. But because of what do I have? I can't even read me on writing. Because of stale stories, uh, it just doesn't keep me interested for a full three hours. It just doesn't. Um, and when you look at SmackDown, obviously SmackDown being the A show, uh, NXT being a B show, or technically an A show some weeks. Yeah. So then that only leaves Raw at the bottom of the pile, and Raw is your flagship. So it's it needs to be looked at. It needs to be reassessed. I, ideally, I was hoping after Royal Rumble, it would have been fresh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Leading up to WrestleMania. It usually is, but yeah, not happening this year. So, unfortunately, we probably have to sit through another episode or two of that um, leading up to Elimination Chamber. And then, maybe Elimination Chamber things get rejigged a bit, hopefully. Yeah. Um, they need to fucking, maybe, yeah. they need to cut off the crusts, add some turkey, some lettuce, just fucking 
Like, yeah, fill yeah, it with man. good, with good value, good nutrition. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't want any, don't want any more Charlotte and fucking and Lacey Evans in the in, in the sandbox. Oh. It's just flavorless. Oh. Yeah. Two and a half hours in. Two and a half hours into the show. Yeah. And you're banging fucking Noia Jackson, absolute heffalump, and fucking Atlanta <laughs> in a tables match. Yeah. You think I want to see that after two and a half hours? No, I want to go to bed. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, oh, four o'clock in the morning, and you think I'm going they, to be They, they forget their yeah. audience, don't they? Like, it's already fucking umpteen o'clock for us, and we're sat there absolutely trying to bet our eyelids open. And are we getting decent matches? Nah. Oh, Story oh. continuity? What's that? Yeah. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So, that's the thing. Like, I'm just looking forward to now. Like, I'm not, as, as I said, like, NXT. Yeah, pretty much. Like, NXT. Is on t- what they say, taste Tuesday. It's on tomorrow, obviously. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to NXT. It's the go home show now of NXT for um, Vengeance Day, Vengeance your pay per view. So, that's that card, my god. So, we won't go into it now, obviously, because this isn't an NXT show. So, but, um, yeah, looking forward to the next few shows. But, um, in terms of Raw, yeah, it's it's more of a chore, but it's, it's I suppose, our own fault for sitting through it. Well, me sitting through it, you guys probably watch the highlights, so you <laughs> say. Is that the, oh, one, watched, the Lord's War? I actually watched them on Desi Rules, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, um, yeah, pr- pretty, yeah, pretty standard. But yeah, I suppose uh, all we can do really is complain, isn't it? Because that's all we have in front of us. So yeah. it's, it is a shame, though, the likes of Keat Lee and Riddle and stuff. Like, as you said, they should have went on last. Um, it would have been nice to kind of close at the show slightly different. But uh, yeah, overall, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. But um, I, I was entertained bits and pieces. But overall, yeah, no, it wasn't, wasn't for me. Yeah. Could have been better. Yeah, definitely, definitely could have been better, especially leading up to Elimination Chamber, which is like the most hectic pay per view. Eric Bischoff's voice still ringing in my head, where he's like, 10 tons of steel, always yeah. in my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, we don't really get that kind of vibe anymore. But yeah, um, so yeah, what we'll do is we'll yeah, we'll cut it off here then anyway. And what's next? So, next we'll do an NXT review. That yeah. will be on Thursday because NXT, yeah. So Thursday we'll do an NXT review. Um, whoever wants to jump on for that, we'll do it, and then we'll do a SmackDown review then on the Saturday morning probably. Um, yeah. So that's the next two things coming. So NXT review on Thursday, SmackDown review on Saturday morning, and then back to the same kind of schedule program. I suppose we'll do an except for Vengeance Day. Um, we'll do a Vengeance Day NXT Takeover Vengeance Day review on Monday. Um, the day after Valentine's Day or whatever it's the 15th um, but yeah so just to close out then um, we'll just say thanks very much for listening to us moan and whinge about um, Raw for about whatever long this after going on for probably about an hour um, so <laughs> yeah um, thanks very much we, for listening we just, we just want the product to be better we do yeah, yeah I think everyone does even the people listening to this I'm sure want that yeah, yeah we want you to get your money's worth yeah, <laughs> and always remember to eat your vitamins and ass. <laughs> right then. So once again, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you back here on Thursday, and as usual, yeah, follow us on the socials: Instagram, Discus Larry Collective, Twitter, the Discus Larry, and then yeah, get us wherever. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. So thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you on Thursday. I love you. See you later. <laughs>